What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, May 7th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30 winner, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. one half of Check to Check. I don't know. We got to get better. I don't know. What are we, we got, doing? It's a good, God, I hate it. It's, well, that'd be the check okay, mark. Check, so like, so, then I gotta so do, do we always do our right hands? Is that the And deal? then you make a W for Wario. Shut up, Barry. It's not about you. Gotta it's at Tim Check, check baby. What's up, Let's Say Most? How Tim, you doing, Greg? I'm great. Feeling really good today. Ooh, you know what I mean? I think yeah. uh, yesterday I was still doped up on the cold meds. Mm -hmm. Last night I, I went to bed. I'm like, you know what? I don't think I need the NyQuil. I'm yeah. not going to do it. Woke up this morning. Jen not in the bed. <laughs> she was asleep on the couch. She's like, you're snoring so bad because mm -hmm. you're so congested. Mm -hmm. So I will continue to take it. But right now I'm feeling great because yeah. I'm still out here free. And I have That's information for you. If you, ladies and gentlemen, are anything like me, you had You're the not. coaster song Charlie Brown in your head this morning. Oh, God. He's a clown. That Charlie Brown. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, 19, 1958 yeah. song. And you might have said then, as you would, like I did, wait a second. How are they singing this song about Charlie Brown? Did they pay licensing rights to no Peanuts? Way. Did they go do this? But then you might say, wait. Was this song out before Peanuts? Was it around Peanuts? Where does this go? Because the Charlie Brown named after the song. Coasters released this song in January 1959. Right, it was recorded December 11th, 1958. Of course, Peanuts was already around by then. Mm -hmm. Of course, Coasters. This is a follow up to Yakety Yak, another great song. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk uh, but I was I went to the Wikipedia here, right, and I, I finally got to the bottom of it. The song is not a reference to the Peanuts ca Peanuts character of the same name. The strip had debuted less than a decade prior and had not reached its peak of popularity yet. Adding to the confusion is the line. Where why is everybody always picking on me? Which resembles the comic strip Charlie Brown's generally pessimistic attitude. Yeah, I don't know about him. Bullshit. Yeah. They, say that, him off. they yeah. say that to get away. You exactly. think the guys who wrote Yakety Yak couldn't come up with this? Don't talk back to him. Yeah, we work I do with a Nick Scarpino that. Yeah, I'm obsessed do. with Portillos, and then an hour Nick Scarpino works at Portillos. You're telling me the universe is so broad you don't think that the coasters could come up with the name Charlie Brown. Yeah, One of them was probably a Sunday uh, comic strips fan, you know? Sure, maybe. I think it's weird that the Schultz guy died on the day the, fi the final Peanuts comic came out. That's fucked up. It is. It That'd is. be like me being like, hey, you know what? The final kind of funny video is coming out this day and then I fucking die that day. Well, you don't wow. even die. You just kill us all. That one, no, people that's would see that coming. Yeah. Yeah, that one, people would like, you know what? We ignored the warning signs. <laughs> I had a different song stuck in my head, Greg. What was it? The the 2007 classic Chicken Noodle Soup. Do you I don't know this one, no. Chicken, chicken noodle, noodle Soup. Chicken Noodle Soup. Is this like a chicken kid song? Is this something you put on the side? Let it rain. This is definitely a kid song. Let it rain and clear it out. Let's get it. Let's get it. It's not a kid song. Google that shit. I believe I believe you. It's just like that sounds like every kid song I ever. It did, was right? one of those songs. That Kentucky started, Fried Chicken and a Pizza Hut. That it, fucking song. It's it's song it's to like those DJ shoutouts. The let's get it. It's your boy. Oh, okay. From New York. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, enough about that. This is kind of funny. <laughs> Games Daily. Today we'll be talking about the riot walkout, the claptrap story that refuses to die, and EA access coming to PlayStation Four. Of course, kind of funny. Games Daily is your one-stop shop for all. The video game news of the day. You can watch us record. I, I screwed it up. I don't. I still. I still don't have it perfected where to put the thing. I caught. I caught it where you, where you screwed it up, and you, you were almost like going to pick it. Yeah, back but up, I and used you thought about it. This yeah. is kind of funny. Games daily, each and every week, to end a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. You can give us your questions, your comments, your bad PS. No, it's gone. 
We keep forgetting it's gone. Everything else under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record it live. Twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you today. We're doing a town hall, meeting, meaty, whatever, fucking call, update thing. Tomorrow after KFAF, we're going to stream on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames about 1230. Talk to you about things that are happening. Uh, so we had a whole bunch of announcements in January. We want to touch base on them. Well, where we're at, what's stuff. happening, what's, where we're going next, all that jazz and stuff like that. So tomorrow after KFAF, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you can't join us live, <clears> no <throat> big deal. It'll be up on thekindoffunny.com, and we'll be tweeting about it and all that jazz. You can go to the Reddit. You, I'm sure over on Discord somebody will be talking about it. You know, Facebook. Somebody will post a meme. And to be clear, this is not a this changes everything type of Oh, no, no, no. This is literally just a, hey, here's a signpost. Where are we at with update. all the things we said? Where are yes. all the shows we were talking about? You want me to post memes? <clears throat> no. Yeah, can you make some? No. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers today, Tom Bach, Blackjack, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today, we're brought to you by Hims and 23andMe, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Three items on the Roper Report, but I assure you they are all meaty. Baker's does. Sorry about that, Bear. I don't know. Hey, you feeling good, Bear? You were sick yesterday. Uh, When I woke at the end of the day yesterday, Kevin texted me. He was like, hey, what are the chances of you coming in tomorrow? I was like, I feel good. I feel like I can come in. And when I woke up this morning, I definitely felt that same. Like I was at like 85%. And then the commute over here definitely brought me down already to like a seventy-five percent. Oh wow! So we I'm just like, need you at a sixty-nine or above. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm waving in and out. Do I'm you also, blame me for you getting sick? No, I blame several different circumstances. Because you have it way getting, worse than I do. Yeah, I get. I was really bad yesterday. I'm not as bad, nearly as bad. Well, as I meant yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I was at like a third, like a twenty to fifteen mm, percent no, yesterday. No, I know. Like um, so yeah, I'm also hopped up on uh, some very strong, strong mm-hmm. drugs right now, and it's fun. <laughs> Number one. We're starting with the riot walkout. Uh, this, of course, was breaking, I think, while we were going off the air yesterday, or maybe into the afternoon, somewhere around there. But anyway, uh, Cecilia and Nathan Grayson over at Kotaku have this report. Over 150 discontented Riot Games employees walked out of the League of Legends publisher's office in Los Angeles today in protest of the company's stance on forced arbitration. Standing in a parking lot on Riot's campus, employees held picket signs and gave impassioned speeches. Quote, we're asking that forced arbitration be ended for all past past, current, and future ride employees, including contractors and in current litigation, said Jocelyn Monahan, a social listening strategist at Riot in an interview with Kotaku. Standing in front of a sign reading Riders Unplugged, a play on Riot's internal Riot Unplugged meetings, Monahan would later tell her assembled colleagues through a megaphone, quote, asking to feel safe does not make you entitled, end quote. Uh, Monahan uh, had one major point she hoped to get across to her colleagues, even those who chose to stay at their desks and continue working. Quote, we are what make, makes Riot great. Get, all right, I'm drinking the water. The wa- too much coffee as usual. We are what makes Riot great. I, I want us to feel solidarity and connection with each other. I want us to feel connected. I want us to feel like our voices are heard and heard in a way that matters. Colleagues took turns speaking through the megaphone, with several admitting that they were scared to participate and be labeled anti-riot. Said one, quote, I was worried. I was like, what if I go and nobody shows up? I'm a little less worried about that now, end quote. 
Others are showing their support with the hashtag riot walkout hashtag, which hundreds have been, use- have been using while tweeting. Today's protest appears to be the first labor-related walkout for a large game studio like Riot. The company's management is allowing its employees to participate and has urged managers to be accommodating and understanding. In an email to Kotaku this morning, a Riot representative added, quote, We respect rioters who choose to walk out today and will not tolerate retaliation of any kind as a result of participating or not, end quote. Uh, their article goes on and is in depth and has way more quotes and I urge you to go to Kotaku to read it however in an update at the end which again I'm just pulling a snippet from not the entire thing toward the end of the walkout uh, Monahan made an announcement saying that if riot management doesn't make any sort of commitment on forced arbitration by May 16th the date of the next riot unplugged meeting she and others involved with the walkout will take further action another walkout organizer riot writer uh, Indu Reddy was not able to delve into specifics of what it what it will mean but she told kotaku that quote we do have plans and we do have days we're planning and we do have commitments that we have responses for end quote tim what's your take i think it's it's pretty bizarre uh the phrasing there of the management is allowing them to to do this because this this always goes back to the problem of a company is not one person, it's not 10 people, it's not 20 people, it is a bunch of different people with a bunch of different viewpoints. Yeah. So if it is the, the good managers, the good management that's like letting them do this, it sends a weird message of them doing it almost makes it feel like it's like, all right, yeah, just just go, just do your thing. It feels like it lessens the the kind of strike of it. What, you, want be, the, you, the want it? It? you want them to be mad at it? You want them to say, not, don't do it! No, well, it's not so much that, but like, don't say like, oh, it's cool, you can do it. We're not, like, if you set a time... So- set aside time for them to do it i feel like it kind of defeats the purpose of what they're doing which mm. is walking out mm. on the work mm. being done yeah right yeah. yeah um having said that i think that that's the right thing to do if the man this is the management's way of protesting right like letting them do that but the problem is there's a lot of management and when it is the same management that is supposed to fix this problem yeah is letting them do this it's a weird mixed message the company's management is allowing employees to participate and has urged managers to be accommodating and understanding yeah it's coming from top down mm-hmm. again this is riot at a top level trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of this as easily as possible and i think what's I- I- important about the monahan quote here at the end right that of like if they don't do it by may 16th more is going to happen that's when you start getting into management's not going to be cool with it. Mm-hmm. Right now, the hope was let them talk. They've said their piece. Now we can move on, right? Or move on and or not have to worry about this problem when clearly they're going to have to worry about this problem. Yeah, and I guess that, like that's what I'm saying is like I don't I don't like that that kind of feels like a, let let them let them scream and yell and tire themselves out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then let's just go back to work as normal. Sure. It's like that's not a solution, and like that honestly is not supportive. It's a fake support. It feels like. To just kind of placate the problem and just be like, all right, we'll just get over this bump and then just like back to normal. Here's shit. what my, my the, the long and short of it is. And I understand. I, well, I guess I don't actually. I guess you're just trying to be whatever. And it's complicated. We've talked about this, obviously, the litigation over legal part of it. The fact that Ryda said that after any current court cases are done, they'll remove mandatory arbitration from contracts and let it blah, blah, blah. This is going to they're going to do away with this. <coughs> the riders who walked out today and the people who are like, this is bullshit are going to win. Mm-hmm. I think deservedly so. Yeah. I think that you put in this forced arbitration thing. That was a bad fucking move. You hope it never needs to get used. Now you've had something that's blown up so publicly, gone so badly for your company. Now you're trying. You're hiring in all these different diversity people. You're trying to make it a better place. Uh, the article talks about uh, you know the the uh, the ground that has been gained in the last six months to a year, right? Since all this started happening. Awesome. 
this is the last vestige of a riot that I don't think Riot wants to be. That mm-hmm. the people are there don't want them to be. So guess what? You're gonna pull this. You're gonna go in and figure it out. I know it's complicated. I know it's gonna be expensive. I don't know how that works for legal cases of well, we're already down the road of forced arbitration, but now we need to like. There's a lot of pro- moving parts to it. You're gonna end up doing it because it's the right thing to do, and it's gonna be the better look for your company. Mm-hmm. More importantly, it's the right thing to do, but I think it, more importantly, it's also the right look for your company. In the same way, right Absolutely. here, the managers are sitting there going, "All right, cool." Hey, everybody can leave. Everybody can go say their piece. We're not going to stand in your way. Nobody get mad at them. That's you. You know what the right thing to do in this is. You know mm-hmm. also what the better public relations move in this. You're going to do this eventually. Yeah. So just do it now. Yeah. Why did you even let it get to this point? Absolutely. There was rumors of the walkout, what, two weeks ago? And mm-hmm. that's what spurred last week's decision to be like, hey, guess what? We are removing mandatory arbitration from future contracts. Like, you know, like, no. Yeah. You know the right thing. Do the right thing. I understand it's going to suck, but is this more what you want? Do you want to see... Right, continue to come up in these articles about sexual harassment and uh, bro culture and, and toxic workplaces. And no, you don't. Yeah. Fix it. Absolutely. Fucking just fix it. Yeah. It's complicated. It's hard. Just do it. Yeah. That's you, the thing is like, it is not <laughs> as simple as saying just fix it, but it doesn't matter. Figure it out. Like you fuck things up this bad that it's on your hands now. Like you got to, you got to figure it out because it's not going to go away. And just kind of pausing it is not fixing anything. Yeah. Like it's not even a bandaid. It's in fact, it's the opposite of a bandaid. I feel like allowing this to happen is just more focus and more eyes on the problem at hand. Exactly. If you just came out and been like, all the things you're asking for that we know that you're asking for, we're giving you them all. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing, right? Is again, it's not, you said it's not as simple as just fixing, right? It is as simple as saying, we understand right and wrong. We understand where we went wrong. We're going to fix it. It won't be easy. We're going, but we understand clearly that that's what it's supposed to be. That's why we're pulling it from the, you know, the future, Mm -hmm. but not, we can't do it now. We say when in fact you can, it's going to be complicated and expensive. Yeah. But guess what? You're fucking legal you legends. I think you have the money. Yeah. And I think you just want to get out of this and make a better place for all your people. Yeah. It is interesting it being the first major uh, protest in a, a big video game developer. Yeah. Because like that sounds crazy to me. Like I would have Hunt- felt like we've seen it a bunch of times before, but I, I guess not. Like I can't think of any. I, the closest I can think, and it, well, it's not even developer, right? Is I remember when the SAG after stuff was happening and the voice actors went to the picket line outside of like, uh, I want to say EA and a couple other the yeah. big places that were doing it, but that's not this, right? Mm-hmm. You're not talking about a walkout, but again, it is crazy uh, that it's fi- it's taken this long to happen, but also developers have grown so much over the years, right? Think about like really what it is, right? Like I remember times at IGN when we when we not, not the one that everybody would think of right now when we didn't work there when they actually did do a walkout, right? But I remember when we would have like, all right, we're all stopping working, we're fixing this problem, like something's happening. You need to listen to us, managers. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm sure that happens at video game developers over and over again. But like when it's a smaller team, when it was a different world, and you weren't so connected with social media, would you even consider that a walkout? Like. It, I don't know if it, you know, I know uh, so for some people in the industry, they want to consider it buzzwords or whatever. Like, we are, if not there, really are approaching the boiling point on unions and crunch and sexual harassment and, like, p- needing to build a better workspace for the people who make the video games. And I know we see that, it feels like, every day with these little stories, but eventually, like, you get, like, we're starting to see major moves, right, where that happens. And mm-hmm. if these people... The, the riot the riot workers get what they want out of this right then it does become even more of an argument of collective bargaining and unions and then any other developer that is sitting there right like i don't i didn't it didn't make the roper report today just because it's kind of like a i thought if anything like a bunch of empty words we'll see what it does but like the reports about how 
bad crunch was for Mortal Kombat 11 and Mortal Kombat for the last couple years at NetherRealm got a statement from NetherRealm being like, we're looking into this and we're going to fix the studio. Like, mm-hmm. change is happening. Absolutely. And it is happening because of reporting like Kotaku, because of Jason, because of Cecilia, because of people who are going, uh, Gita, people who are going out there, right, and doing really, really comprehensive, uh, uh, Colin Campbell at Polygon with his uh, Fortnite stuff he just did, or Epic. Like, People are. Why do Why do we need to hear these stories? You need to hear these stories because then you actually start to see change, mm-hmm. and whether the change just be like figure, riot, for all intents and purposes, at least from what we hear on the inside, right, sucked, right, and then once it got aired out in public, changes started to really happen. And granted, maybe they were moving already in the background; things were already starting to change. They really got hustling here, yeah. And now people are holding them and making them be honest, right? We'll see what happens. Uh, Dapper Steven with a PH. Writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says yesterday riot games held a walkout where more than 150 employees walked out to protest the forced arbitration clauses. This is the first major walkout of a bigger studio and one article I was reading was talking about how this symbolizes a lot more than just a single arbitration issue and that this is a major step on the path for better working conditions for all game developers. Over the past years we've heard more and more about crunch 100 hour work week sexual harassment misconduct along with many other things that make for a hostile workplace environment and it seems like nothing gets done about it after the article goes out. How come after one trailer of a Sonic movie, we can change the internet and force the director to say it will be changed. And after the release of Star Wars Battlefront with bad microtransactions, we charge to the internet and force Disney to make EA change it. Why haven't we been able to use that same internet force to change how devs are treated after hearing about how so many employees are affected by these type of issues in the games industry? I want to help rally and make sure I support devs, but how do I get others to help too? And most importantly, how do I do it correctly? I think the biggest thing, Stephen, is what we just talked about, where changes are happening. Things are going on. You are seeing this all move. And that that is part of the fact of, and I don't mean to, this always sounds shitty. I don't mean it this way. The reason you're getting more and more of this reporting on it is because it's the sites, the dot coms or whoever are seeing it connect with readers and the industry. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in the, in the filthy clickbaity way. It's people are interested. People understand it. I think that's that's what it is. It's like for the last couple of years, because of social media, things are being discussed that never have been before. Mm-hmm. They've always mm-hmm. been behind closed doors or at industry parties. There'd be the buzz of people talking to each other and like yeah. within clicks in the industry. Now, those conversations are being had in front of people. Right. And they can understand that there is problems that before everything was just cool and hey we're just making video games and they're fun when it's like no there's real people with real issues going on behind the scenes it's a real job and and people are they care you know they want to see it better so i think that's kind of what happening what's happening here and it's like you know things need to crawl before they can walk before they can run and i feel like right now we are in the crawling stage but at least there's motion like at least like we are going in a direction i feel uh, like we're uh, i think we're about to stand up like I feel like in the, in the analogy, right? I feel mm-hmm. like we've been crawling for a while where you heard about crunches and you heard about layoffs and it was kind of a thing like, oh, that sucks, but that's the industry. Whereas I feel like really in the last two years, year and a half, it has become, wait, does it have to be that way? Why is it that way? No, yeah, figure this true. out. Work better. Take care of people. Yada, yada. And we're starting to see it tumble down. To Steven's examples of like Sonic and microtransactions, those are, we have a problem. What's the solution? As As video game fans, right, even, right? Like, we hate the design of Sonic, we'll redesign Sonic. We hate the way you do microtransactions, we'll remove microtransactions, right? This one is harder. We hate that our developers aren't treated right. Well, we'll have uh, mental health counseling and we'll do... Like, it, I don't feel like for every studio, every situation, every company, every state, every country, there's a different 
tweak to it. Mm-hmm. And sure, it boils down to don't make them wake, work 100 fucking work hours every week. But that's not even the problem necessarily, right? Like the riot problem is the fact that the people at the top didn't see the problem with being a bunch of fucking chauvinists and assholes and mm-hmm. really, you know, just fucking making people feel like dirt and that they didn't matter because of their sexuality. It's a different thing or gender, I guess. But that's the thing is like, I, the, I guess the thing is treat people better, but that's so broad. And so then when it does get to us, it is that, what do you do? And I think it is, you speak out, right? You use your voice, whether it is on Twitter to be like, ha- use the hashtag. I support these people, whether it's us with a podcast to be like, no, no, this is a problem to, for us to keep bringing up these stories and talk about these issues and raise them and promote the good work. The people of Kotaku and Polygon, uh, uh, waypoint, and all these different sites are doing to actually get out there and prove like, Hey, no, there is an issue here and Hey, we need to talk about it. Yeah. I think that's what it's gotta be. Yeah. But I definitely it's not, think, all three of these examples are like very different from each other. Yeah. Like I think the Sonic thing, I, I I find it really interesting that people talk about the Sonic thing as if the internet forced them to change it. I don't see that as what's hap- what happened at all. If anything, I feel like it was the director saw this was like I don't like this happening, and like cool, like I I kind of agree with you or whatever. We don't know the full story of that, but I I don't think that it was a case of people being like fuck this. I'm not gonna go to this movie the because of how he looks. The internet was making fun of the Sonic look. When the legs were leaks, you know, yeah. like, uh, uh, yeah, the the whole like the internet making that happen, I, I don't believe. That's the thing is, yeah, I I just don't believe that there was power there. Just, the director looked at that and was just like, hey, this is a change that we can make, and it's like fine, and whatever repercussions that has, we'll have to see and see whatever happens there, right? But the uh, Star Wars Battlefront situation is like that is a huge thing where it's like the it's a systematic problem, a systemic problem, excuse me, where. <laughs> The microtransactions in that game, if they got away with that without people being vocal, every single game going forward from EA would have that, right? Sure. And so it's like them being vocal about that. It's like them fixing it there is that might be an easy fix, but the harder fix is them having to go back to the drawing board for so many games going forward. And that's why we see um, for the Star Wars uh, Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order yeah. coming out and be like, no, no microtransactions, right? And like standing by that. And it's like that is a result of the outrage of the internet from battlefront sure right yeah and this is what we always talk about right if you it's the way capitalism the way the industry works and the way the marketplace works is vote with your dollar and your Mm -hmm. wallet right so when we did see that and we saw a huge flashback and you saw people not using them you saw people not buying the game you see people outraged about it that leads the company to then think back on their policies absolutely whereas if people would have just bitched about it and then used the microtransactions nobody would that is the difference between sonic and star wars there where star wars was seeing people weren't using it to the extent that they wanted them to to make money if they were making money they wouldn't have fucking changed it sure right like sure I truly believe that. Yeah. The Sonic thing, they're not losing money over Sonic's design. The people that were saying they're not going to watch it weren't going to watch it anyway. And th- them changing the design isn't going to sell more tickets. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then you take it to the, the real problem at hand here of what we're talking about with the riot situation. is It's not just one problem to be solved. There's so many different problems with what you're talking about, whether it's the unionization or whether it's uh, mental health care or whether it's uh, um, salary and sexual harassment. Like These are all different things. It's not just the one tweak that's going to fix the future. Yeah. It's a lot of different conversations. Conversations, a lot and of different it's questions. Conversations, exactly. Like, there's a lot of situations where, where there isn't a clear right and wrong. There might be a right and wrong, but it's not evident just looking at it. Whereas, like the battlefront thing, it's like, all right, cool. You know, like yeah, yeah. this is this is gross <coughs> for what you guys are doing uh, with in terms of being predatory with money, yeah. right? But I don't know. And how how to help and do it correctly? I think it is just to like try your best to stay informed and like keep having the conversation. Keep having the conversation. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's clearly working. It's being heard. And there's, I mean, the fact that, and I think that 
it, when this is all said and done, if Riot does the right thing here, backs off the forced arbitration, right? This is just another, this is a speed bump and not as crazy as the stories were that came out, right? Mm-hmm. It is this path to redemption for a company and they can be look, they can look back in two years and be like, yep, had a whole, we were a bad, we were in a bad place, but this is how we got out of it and this is how you, other publishers, other developers can figure out how to get out of here too. Absolutely. Number two, let's give yet another update. On the Claptrap Gearbox drama. This is insane. Of course, yesterday we talked on Kind of Funny Games Daily about uh, the whole Claptrap got revoked. It was David Eddings, right? Uh, he had been Claptrap forever. He's no longer Claptrap. Uh, Randy and him were going at each other on Twitter. Well, Randy went at him, and then David said some stuff, and then it was like, what's going on? And then it was blah, blah, blah. David went to Twitter last night and put up a multi-post thing that I'm going to read in full here, uh, bringing more clarity, at least, or his side of the story, I should say, to the situation. David Ennick tweeted last night. I was fine moving on after Gearbox, but when my former boss starts mouthing off about various aspects of my employment, including, quote, how highly compensated I was and how generous he is, I feel obligated to correct the record. I had a lot of mixed feelings when asked to reprise the role of Claptrap late last year and eventually realized I was willing to put differences aside and do something cool for Borderlands fans with my friends at Gearbox. I ultimately offered to do it for free in exchange for past royalties owed, plus an apology for something I've never spoken about publicly until now. Randy physically assaulted me in the lobby of the Marriott Marquis at GDC 2017. Personally, I think Randy's been on a tilt the last few years. He's not the victim he portrays himself to be. I even blocked him a couple of years ago for stalking me on social media. Enough is enough. It's nice not feeling the need to spot any sleight of hand. I'm sorry, spot any sleight of hand these days or wonder if the card was chosen or forced. I'm happy to be free from the half-truths and full-on deceptions and thankful to no longer hear people referred to as muggles like a con man refers to a mark. As an aside, seems a bit conspicuous that he chimed in on my salary but didn't mention anything about the $12 million of revenue he siphoned away from the employee royalty pool. FYI, Gearbox employees, GBX is what he writes, employees, are asked to take lower salaries with the promise of royalty shares. 2K says they won't give a statement regarding an ongoing lawsuit, but if the allegation is false, then it sure seems a lot easier to deny it since there's only re- since that's the only reason mentioned. The whole thing stinks. So again, you caught up yesterday, right? With Games mm-hmm. Daily, we were talking about this, where it was that, yeah, why why wasn't David Eddings back? Randy was like, well, we offered him double, you know, what a salary was. He didn't want to do it. He's bitter and dis- he's bitter and disgruntled, which was enough that made the news rounds to then bring David out, coming out swinging on what's going on. And it goes straight back to what I was talking about yesterday. Of like yesterday's story, literally was like. I hemmed and hawed of like, is it, is it, got, is it, it's clearly two former friends, two former uh, 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 colleagues bickering in public now. Uh, what do we do? Like, what are we, what are like, is this news anymore? And yesterday I thought the news, the news value to it, right, was, hey, we haven't talked on the show yet that Claptrap is not the voice of Claptrap that it has been outside of Borderlands VR, which I guess was the first time they'd used the new guy. Mm-hmm. So that was there. That was the news. That was established, right? And then now it's like, okay, cool. We jump into this, and it's like, ugh. it's continuing. And if I had it, if you, if I could have, if I could have ever gotten out in front of it and just done the story as claptraps, a different voice. That's the news done. I don't know how much of this would be. I'd be talking about in Games Daily. Mm. You know, understand what I mean? Yeah. Because now we are very clearly into. Here are two people who feel the other has wronged them and they're arguing on the internet. And so now you sit here and you're like, what the fuck's Randy going to tweet today? I mean, dude, the, the Randy Pitchford situation, like, 
somebody needs to step in and just be like, hey, man, like this, you need to stop. It's unprofessional as hell. There's no, it's just simply not okay for somebody that high in a position that's that public facing representing a company in the no. way that given the last story we just read and like Tom, I like steps towards a better future. <laughs> right. It's like, he is a problem. Like that's not a question. It's like, there is an issue going on with the things that he's saying, the way that he's acting, the stories that are coming out, that keep coming out the $12 million thing. I remember on this show last year, we were the talking about thing, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. And it's just like, at what point is someone just gonna be like, no, can you, I bring you, in Christina? Yes. Christina writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, what's good, KFGD crew? The recent articles concerning Randy Pitchford have made me wonder what professionalism is like in the newer industries, parentheses, i.e. tech, video games, social media, etc., and parentheses. As someone who works in the medical field, my understanding of professionalism might be a bit antiquated. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter. Parentheses TLDR has working in an old fashioned industry turned this 20 something into a bitter 50 year old. Please help. I feel so old. Much love. I can't wait to see you guys at RTX in a few months, Christina. You are not antiquated, Christina. No, no. You are dealing with what professional is professionalism is in 2019. And you do a great job, Tim, of bringing up the riot thing we just dealt with and now the Randy thing. And I, I don't mean to sound like an old fogey myself because that's Nick's job. But <laughs> Randy and Gearbox, I guess. But we'll talk Randy in the situation, right? In the same way I talked about with the microtransactions kerfluffle, right? Was like, well, no, we're doing Borderland Three cos or Borderland Three cosmetics are gonna be like Borderland Two cosmetics, not microtransactions. Which is like, well, no, they're all microtransactions. You use antiquated, Christina. I feel Randy is part of the antiquated video game industry that I started with. That I started with in 2007, when you'd go out and you would see, and I'm not talking about Randy Pitcher, I'm talking about other heads of development studios, wasted, partying, screaming at each other, this, that, you know, like a, a more buck wild video game industry that I think has grown up. That stuff me. I don't think is, like what you just said, isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, 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 but stick with me. I'm getting there. I'm There's, getting okay, cool. And I don't even think that, like, Clearly, everything that's going on with Randy Pitchford since the microtransactions and everything that's happened, Twitter is bad. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's part of that antiquated industry. And I think this is always the difference of what we get to do is make a video game in quotes. We get to make a product mm -hmm. multiple times a day, put it out every day, get feedback on that product immediately, be in the moment, in the moment, in the moment. Whereas game developers, I think, go make a game for seven years, five years, two years, put it out, and then get to see where the industry's changed, how the maybe it's passed them by. I feel like Randy's still acts and talks and treats his public persona in the same way he would have in 2008 at GDC at the W doing talking to whoever. And that's the problem in terms of where we're at with professionalism, where Riot is a full-blown, gigantic company, hundreds of employees, worldwide connections, one of the biggest games going, right? They are a full-blown company where professionalism means something, right? And I say this totally knowing they fucked up professionalism and that's how they got themselves into this situation where the employees are walking out and doing all this stuff. Indus the video game industry is still so young and growing up so fast and being put into situations that it, I don't think, is prepared for or wasn't and we don't know until we get there. Again, like you just said, Riot is the first walkout Ever. Like, every other industry's got... I mean, how many times did my dad work a picket line? You know what I mean? Granted, he was union and different things. But, like, we're talking about an industry that you can still be a person that, as I am, grew up pretty much playing from the beginning, right? You can talk about an uh, industry where Randy... Uh, the sirens are on our end. Randy got involved incredibly early, got, 
you know, in char- being in charge of Gearbox and has not necessarily grown up with it because he hasn't had to. He's gone to the top of this thing and now he just owns or runs the company or whatever, right? And d- does, I don't think Gearbox has a board of directors or people overseeing it and yada, yada, yada in terms of like, People could be like, yo, dude, you, fuck, you, we're not, they're not publicly traded, right? You're not fucking sinking the stock price. You're not, who, who watches the Watchmen when you get there? Mm-hmm. And we get to this point where there's that thing of, for, and I'm, I keep, I'm talking about Randy very specifically in this instance, right? Of like, there's that antiquated, cool, oh man, nobody owns them, blah, blah, blah. But then you see this, and again, it goes back to my favorite moment of the Borderlands 3 presentation when he brought up the entire team that worked on Borderlands 3, right? And it's most of the other Borderlands, he was saying, right? The Gearbox squad behind him. And it's like, fuck, dude, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? That's the thing is like, when the microtransactions started to get out of hand, I wish he had a partner like you and I are, like we are with anybody. Kind of funny, but you know, Nick or whatever, mm-hmm. to be like, "Whoa, dude! I think you've you're you're off track. Let's talk about it and explain it. Let's not have it just publicly over and over and over and over again in public, where it's all flipping the fuck out." Yeah, like that's the thing. And like somebody, it's the same thing of like if I'm going to go into it in twi- on Twitter or wherever with anybody, right, I have to understand that's going to reflect back on Andy. Is mm-hmm. that going to make Andy excited to go make a party mode today or go out and do this stuff? No, like you're representing more than just yourself and I understand but I do understand as we've talked about how complicated the internet is of like you want to defend yourself you want to do it this ain't it chief right like this isn't the way to do this the way that this has been handled is not the way to do any of this and it's taking away from a great game totally and I get what you're saying about like you know he's a product of a different time but it's just like that's not an excuse I'm not saying you're saying six years I know you're not not, to be clear I'm not excusing this I'm trying to make sense of how uh, uh, someone the the face of a company would act this way absolutely and I get that it's just but at the the crux of this is he can't do that you know it's like he did it before that wasn't okay then either he's just doing it now and the way that this is all happening the whole microtransaction thing like the more I look into it the more I'm just like this is utterly ridiculous that he says no no microtransactions and then flips the fuck out on the internet at journalists at people at friends at whoever and it's like dude you can't do that not it's not just when you can't do that when you run a company it's like there's a level of if you see something you don't like you can't respond being like fuck you sure no matter what it is it's not cuz it's not professional it's just that's not helpful to any conversation sure and <laughs> when you are at the level he is Putting out a game like Borderlands 3 now, and it's on the internet as publicly as it is at this time, in this era, it's like, oh my god, you look like a complete, complete moron that is representing your company, your game, an industry, completely wrong. Yeah. And yeah, I, again, I don't have the solution to that, but it's like, well, it, no, the it solution, needs to be pointed out and be like, you already this have is not the solution. Okay. You already have the solution. Someone in that inner circle needs to be like, hey... We need to sit down, talk, like put the phone down for a second. Let's have a convert. Like, I understand you're mad. There's a way to vent that to people you trust and not go to the internet, right? Because I think that was the whole thing with the microtransaction thing where it all started. Re- this, I really left turn, right? Never mind the lawsuit and all the shit before where it was like, there are, it's clearly the lawyer that's been around forever and him are having a personal fight that's now spilled into a courtroom. Okay, fine. The microtransaction thing I felt like could be so simply solved. Of it, instead of escalating the way it escalated, it's just been like, look, I hear you. I was thinking very much of how we did Borderlands. Just admitting I don't, you're wrong yeah, is yeah, what it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, but instead of the problem, we uh, so many of us have, not all of us, so many of us have on the internet of planting your feet and like, no, I'm not backing down from my point. Mm-hmm. The cosmetics 
in Borderlands 2 and now Borderlands 3 are not microtransactions. It's like, well, no, they're not the definition you have for microtransaction. But again, the industry's come so far since the last time you talked about that how they you do are DLC. by definition microtransactions. So it's like you can't do that. You can't get the same credit that Jedi Fallen Order gets because they mean it when they say it. Yeah. And so for you a month later to come out, it's tone deaf. It makes no sense that you can do that and then dig your heels in and fight and fight and fight. Correcting yourself, being like, I am sorry, shouldn't have said it that way. Here's what I mean. Done. It would have been over. No, we would not. This would still be happening, probably, the the claptrap part of it, but we wouldn't be like, oh, but he fixed that immediately and didn't go after Andy McNamara. Didn't go after Game Informer in interim. You're like, what? And the problem with the the inner circle thing that you're saying is that it, like, I I don't know who the fuck Randy's inner circle is, but it sounds like he pushes his inner circle away, you know, with with the David Eddings thing and with, like, other stories that we've heard. It's like, that's. Again, not a solution. It's like, I don't know. Like this Randy, the Randy Pitchford situation in particular really like personally bothers me. There's something Mm -hmm. about it, just the way that he's been handling himself and all this, where it's just like it, it just makes me feel like it's making us all look so bad that I'm like, you need to just fucking stop, dude. Do you, are you worried about it, like getting outside of, there's no worry necessary. Well, making us all look bad. Like it's one of those, I don't. I don't worry about it making us all look bad because I think if anything, it makes it has people like Christina who mm-hmm. are a fan be like, wait, what the fuck's going on? And everyone else being like, no, this is not how you handle the situation, right? Like, this is not the right way to do this. And you would hope that, again, as this continues to evolve again, I'm sure I, what is going to happen today? What is going to happen today? What is Randy not going to say anything? Is he going to go? Is he going to go say something nuts? I don't you know. Where are we going to go? You would hope this entire situation, if somebody watches it from the outside, whether they're a developer or somebody else or whatever, they're just like, this is not how we handle ourselves in 2019. Yeah. And again, I, it's 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 distracting from a game that I legitimately can't wait for now. Uh, a, a development team that came out there and was like, this is awesome. And that's the mm-hmm. same thing uh, David Eddings said on Twitter, right, where he responded. It's now his pinned tweet because somebody, somebody uh, for Fallout or whatever said, quote tweeted the whole thread and was like, Gearbox is a shitty developer with shitty bit business practices. Sad. I hate that that's a thing. <laughs> and David Eddings responded, Nah, man, Gearbox is full of amazingly talented game developers. It's not fair to blame the employees for the actions of one person. Be kind. They're the ones forced to cringe and bear it every time their boss, their bo- the boss shoots himself in the foot. And th- that's that's it. Like, that's what I'm saying here is like the, when I say it makes us all look bad, it goes back to what I was saying on the show a couple weeks ago about how the hell does gamers have such a bad rap? How is being a gamer associated with such horrible fucking vile things? Yeah. When it's like, it should just be about people that like video games. That's a purely positive thing, yet somehow it is almost unanimously put with, oh, negative bullshit and being an asshole. And I, I just hate that. I feel like it's things like this from people so high up that are, are so influential in what it means to run a video game company, be a part of this industry, yeah. and it reflects that side, not the other side. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's very right. true. It's very true. Uh, while we're here. Before we get out of it, I'll just give you a couple of your wrongs I have in here. Or the, not even, some of them are uh, things. Uh, Spencer wanted to point out that I said uh, he, uh, David Eddings was offered twice his salary. It was twice the industry standard. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to confuse that, but that's what I meant. Uh, Lord Opponent says Gearbox does have a board of directors. I don't know how that works. That's too businessy for us. I don't, I'm sure. So I don't know. That's the other thing. Is like, but, like the other the other crazy thing about this entire situation is remember. Gearbox makes the games and does this. Borderlands is owned by 2K. They're the ones publishing this game. So, like, what are what's going on on the 2K side of the coin of like 
can is there anything in these contracts that say he has to do this or that or whatever? Yeah. Like, I know, which I'm sure I, if I'm Randy, I probably got out of there. Um, that's not a you're wrong. Uh, Lord of Pwn, Claire, oh, Claire, just some information for Food for Thought. This is uh, it's the 20th anniversary mm-hmm. of Gearbox. So there you go. In case you're wondering how long they've been around. Number three on the Roper Report. EA Access is coming to PlayStation 4. This is from Matthew Hendrahan over at GamesIndustry.biz. Electronic Arts Access subscription service will be available on PlayStation 4 from July this year. EA Access was first announced in 2014, but has only been available to users on Xbox One and PC. Speaking at the time, Sony stated that EA Access conflicted with its own subscription platform. This is 2014. Quote, PlayStation Plus memberships are up more than 200% since the launch of PlayStation 4, which shows that most gamers are looking for memberships that offer a multitude of services across various devices for one low price, Sony said. We don't think asking our fans to pay an additional $5 a month for this EA-specific program represents good value for the PlayStation gamer, end quote. That position has evidently softened over time, and EA Access will now launch on PlayStation 4 in July of this year. The service will cost $4.99 a month, with annual subscriptions available for $29.99. Quote, as we continue to invest in digital digital and subscription services, bringing our games to even more people across both next-generation consoles is an exciting opportunity for everyone, says Matt Blyby. EA's Executive Vice President of Strategic Growth in a statement. Our goal is to give players more choice to try and play our games wherever and however they choose, and we're happy to bring those services to PlayStation 4. EA Access subscribers enjoy a number of benefits, including access to a library of the publisher's games and time-limited trials of forthcoming releases. Hmm. What do you think, Tim? Uh, I mean, I'm sure EA wanted it there from the beginning forever, and I'm sure they're really happy, because why not? Having your service in as many places as possible only makes sense. Uh, PlayStation kind of easing up on this is interesting. I don't really understand why now. Tommy Boy writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says with EA access being brought to PlayStation, is this a softening of Sony's walled garden approach to their console? I think so. I think this is I I think they I, I, I'll eventually get to what I think. Because I just keep saying, I think, sorry. I've been saying for a while, right, that I think Microsoft's building this foundation, doing all these awesome programs, right? And I think PlayStation is not dumb, and they see that happening. So now they're like, let's start knocking out the little things so that we don't have this. When it, we, How many times do we see it every time a special edition is released now, and they have the stupid spreadsheet with all the buttons, the things checked in, and gamers get all mad about it? You When you see Xbox two xbox the next xbox and the playstation 5 compared to each other playstation is going to want as few empty boxes on theirs as possible so mm-hmm. yeah guess what we've established that we're the number one console we have this runaway success ps now is doing incredible playstation plus is doing incredible why not just get this in there and have options and parity for everybody yeah let's not let's not have something that's stupid that we should have what a quote though we don't think asking our fans to pay an additional five dollars a month for this ea specific program represents good value to the playstation gamer Shots fucking fires. Like, hey, yeah, step it up. Your games aren't good enough. It's and like, that's the, and it's the you know, it's been, you know, what, five years since that statement for the most part. There's more games on there. They've shown yeah. what EA Access actually is. And so I think that is the, the positive spin it could have where maybe Sony wasn't completely just being ridiculous. Yeah. And they were just like, hey, this isn't a good value. And like, prove this, it. Yeah, prove it. And they've proven it. And so now they're like, all right. Again, I feel like that's being very, like, giving them the, the thumbs up there. But I mean, but like, and I, this, is, this example didn't work out well for most people. Uh, I remember when Anthem launched, it was an annoying thing. of Like, oh, fuck, like, 
All right, PC players get it early when they buy it on Origin. All right, you, you can play 10 hours on EA Access on Xbox, but if you're PlayStation, you had to wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. So like even that is just like, let's just make sure we're right there as a baseline with Xbox and services yeah. as much as we can be. More options for people is always good. For Who doesn't stuff, like so. options, Barrett? I don't. Man, you know what, Tim? Mm-hmm. I love options, and I can't wait to see all the options that will soon be coming to the games I love. But I'll tell you what, the games I love are still so far away, with the exception of Division 2, but there's still options coming to Division 2, so you know it's one of those things I need to wait for. If I wanted something immediate like what was in the shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Uh, we're having a hell of a show, if you didn't notice, everybody. Five stars so far, so I want to put the ads here. Uh, let's start with hymns. A wellness brand for men. You've heard us talking about hymns and how they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about. 66% of men start to lose their hair by the age 35, and once you notice thinning hair, it can be too late. Enter 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat their hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. 4HIMS connects you with real doctors online, which can save you hours and is completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few quick questions a doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. How do I know so much about it? Well, of course, ladies and gentlemen, because Andy Cortez and Nick Scarpino use 4 Andy just got a shipment yesterday, which I walked up and gave to him because I'm a nice coworker. You know what I mean? I didn't, I'm not like Nick who steals the gummies. Order now. My listeners can get started with the Hymns Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today right now while supplies last and subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4 slash games daily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily. 4 slash games daily. Our other sponsor, 23andMe. With 23andMe's health and ancestry service kit, you can explore 125 personalized genetic reports that may reveal the link between your DNA, your health, traits, and more, including your chances of developing certain diseases. 23andMe recently released their newest health report on type 2 diabetes, which tells you your genetic likelihood for developing the disease and gives you personalized results and tools that can help with prevention. Diabetes is a growing public health challenge here in the States. One in three adults in the U.S. has pre-diabetes, but 90% of those with pre-diabetes don't know they have it. Type 2 diabetes is influenced by genetics. It's not just lifestyle and weight. Type 2 diabetes is a condition that typically develops as we get older and is caused by many factors, including diet, lack of proper exercise, weight gain, and our genes. Order your 23andMe health and ancestry service kit at 23andMe.com slash games. That's the number 23andme.com slash games. Again, that's 23andMe.com slash games, 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 games. I tell you what, there's a lot of stuff out today. Uh, today, out, today, today, out. God damn it. Brief battles on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It's that second iced coffee. That's what it is, man. We're not even drinking it. Yeah. Well, I, you've already heard that like when I when I read I the it. news, if I drink the coffee, I get all tongue tied. Mm-hmm. Questions, no problem. I can yeah. I can drink coffee. I can talk to you all day. Uh, Puyo Puyo Champions on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Right. My big sister on PS Four, Vita, and w- Xbox One. Really Barrett, scared. I already I'm see you really fucking scared. moving. I already see you moving. I love you. Did you get brief battles? I feel like you missed I did. that. No, oh, I said you did. Okay, battles. cool. Yeah, yeah. Great, Andy. I saw Slack during this. I don't know what to play during party mode. 
And it's I funny because I keep, I keep sending him fucking games that I say this would be a good party mode, like brief battles. And he ignores everything I send him because he's a son of a bee. Um, I, my big sister, PlayStation 4, Vita, it lives, and Xbox One. Uh, Barrett's showing us the trailer. A unique pixel art horror adventure story. I already don't care. I thought it was going to be a dumb, easy platinum. I don't want to. I don't know what this is. It's the same dream. Anyways, uh, Shakedown Hawaii comes to PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, it lives, Switch, and PC. European Conqueror X comes to Switch. Reverse Crawl comes to PlayStation 4. Frame Dragon's Odyssey comes to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. Motherfucker, the Vita games keep coming today. (laughs) For the King comes to PlayStation 4. Car Mechanic Manager comes to Switch. Can I see the trailer for Car Mechanic Manager on Switch, please? Uh, Grind Zones comes to PC. Two Guns comes to PC. Thunder Paw comes to PC. Mortal? Oh, it's, I bet I left off the eye. Immortal Unchained Stormbreaker Expansion surges on a PS4, Xbox One, and PC today. Car Mechanic Manager. Here we go. Eight types of cars. Okay. Look at you. Put it in there. You work on this thing. Look at how many fucking colors are in this game. <laughs> Good for you, Car oh, Mechanic this Manager. Is- Horrible. It's, yeah, it's definitely someone's like first this is game. Mo- this is a mobile game. Yeah, it's sure. definitely a mobile game that's come to Switch. Uh, okay, uh, PS Now is getting a bunch of games today. Hell yeah. <laughs> Here's what comes, all right? 8-Bit Armies, PlayStation 4. Batman Arkham Knight, PlayStation 4. Oh. You're, now, you're back on the Arkham train, right? Yes. So now, did you end up platinuming City? Or where, I'm not you? platinuming. I'm just like going through them. Okay. Uh, I did uh, the Riddler. Uh, I captured the Riddler for the first time since I like played it when it re- originally launched. So right now I'm doing Origins through PlayStation Now. It's my first time using PlayStation. Tell now. me about like, it, please. We no one ever uses PlayStation Now. Yeah, it's like I, I used it like once for like a week, four years ago, and for some reason I got another free tri- uh, sure. trial for this week. Uh, it's way more organized this time around. It's like easier to find shit. Yeah. And uh, I haven't tried. I want to try like downloading stuff and see how that like. Oh, you're streaming I, it. Yeah. So PS3 uh, games you can only stream. Oh, re- so I, oh, that's right. I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know that. My so uh, you can only stream Origins, and it's a tough one to really gauge if the the stream is bad or if it's just the game because Origins did have a lot of problems. With, yeah. Like, this is my interesting. I reviewed Origins right, and I've always talked, and I I don't remember it beyond I love the Deathstroke battle and stuff. But yeah. I, my main takeaway from Origins, I think I, I sc- scored it lower than the other one. You gave but, it a seven point eight. All right, so it, but I was still like, it was good. Obviously, yeah. it was good, right? But uh, your your tweet seemed real negative last night. Um, it the story I, I think is still like I think it's if not the best one, one of the best two. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's really rough around the edges. The uh, the again, I can't tell if the frame rates because of PS Now or the game itself. But yeah, like the textures are really like. Way lower quality than CD yeah, streaming. I don't know. That's a weird the one to enter into, right? Of yeah. like what is actually. But I like... do remember when it launched. Just oh yeah, it had problems for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's hard to tell like what what's the game and what's uh, what's right. the app. Uh, Brawl out is so these are still PlayStation Now games that are added today. Brawl out on PlayStation Four. Dangerous Golf on PlayStation Four. Lego Ninjago movie video game PlayStation Four. Majin and the Forsaken Kingdom, PlayStation 3. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance Ultimate Edition on PlayStation 3. Miko Gekout Monogakatari Kadio Episode, PlayStation 4. Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter on PlayStation 4. And then Tales for Zestiria, PS4 upgrade. Uh, then also today, Fallout 76 is getting a Wild Appalachia patch number 9. Uh, what does he get? Uh, backpacks. That's cool. Personal vending machines. You can sell your wares for your fellow dwellers by building your own vending machine. Advertise your location on the map by powering it up. That's a very cool thing because people were like, what do I do with all the stuff I have? Uh, you got legendary exchange machines, new camp stuff. You can read all about it if you're still playing Fallout 76. 
New dates for you. Bone Crushers multiplayer roguelike game is leaving early access on March 15th. Swag and Sorcery is coming to Steam this Thursday. What the fuck is Swag and Sorcery? Yeah, it's Swag and Sorcery. The, the press release headline is Swag and Sorcery fashionably arrives on Steam this Thursday. So they definitely got something going on. Plowing fields from dawn till dusk? Yeah. Now Look at them all saying yes. Now I'm a cat. Have you had enough? Then become one of our respected heroes. Beat monsters. Where's the swag? It's coming. Gold I don't need the cat voice. Collect resources during your crusades to fix your shack. Create and equip cool items. Alright, no. There's, there's no swag here. There's no swag. Sorry, buddy. Skip forward. Oh, there, there's the swag. Meet Alright. Dead Cells is coming to iPhone and iPad this summer. What? Huh? That does not sound like a good time at all. <laughs> oh my god. That game would be so hard to play with touch controls. Hey man. Whatever. Wartech Fighters uh, comes in Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One on June 27, 2019. Kerbal Space Program Breaking Ground, its DLC, will be available, or an update, on PC May 30th. And then Train Tycoon, oh, no, I'm sorry, Railroad Corporation. Ra Ra Train Tycoon strategy game Railroad Corporation is going to be released on early access May 27th. 7th, what a day. 7th, 7th. Tim, I'm going to hit you with some reader mail. You ready? Please do. Cam McCulloch. Keeble writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says with E3 being a different beast this year, do you think shows akin to the PC gaming show and Devolver Digital show will have more impact on the stories that come out of the convention because they won't be competing with the main three first parties as heavily? Tim, you're a student of the E3 game. Yeah. What do you think about the smaller things like may, maybe the kind of funny game showcase? Mm, I don't think it's really going to gonna affect anything i feel like it's just you know people are interested in the big ones right they're yeah. gonna be there for because i think back to when i uh was not in the industry just watching from home and how excited i'd be about e3 i would watch playstation nintendo xbox yeah. ubisoft uh square whenever they would do theirs konami back when they did theirs um yeah and yay right anything in between i'd be like i'm gonna sleep or I'm going to go get food now. Sure. It's like it would kind of be my break from all, all the big ones. There being less now, I feel kind of almost doesn't matter. It still just feels like, ah, now I'm going to watch less. And I guess it's different now because we cover them. So it's more a question of like, which ones are we going to do live reactions to? And it's like, yeah. we're not going to do a live reaction to the PC Gamer one. You know, even though we have less other shit to cover. I still don't think the quality of things being shown is going to change. I guess that's really what it comes down to. Is it quality or is it even hype? Because PC games, they'll have good PC games. Uh, Devolver is always interesting, and they do the crazy thing, but their games are good. Well, the kind of funny game showcase is going to have a lot, of, a lot of great indies, but I think it's more like headline grabbing, right? It's so much. Yeah. E3 is about the I didn't see that coming. What they're making this new game? Oh my god! Where and even like to Cam's question, again, we're just really losing in terms of the conferences. PlayStation. Now, granted, PlayStation. NBA. No, no. I here. Stick with me. We are. Let's stick with me. PlayStation. You lose all those announcements and the first party stuff up there, mm -hmm. right? So, but that's Monday night. EA. Yeah, you lose the pomp and circumstance. If they come out and they're like, "Here's the first ten minutes of Fallen Je Jedi, whatever Fallen Order," it's still going to be IGN's homepage is like the fifteen things you missed, and here's the thing, and what about when he said this? And yeah, like it's still going to yeah, eat up it, all that shit. There's a difference between showing games off and having a conference. The conference is uh, giving a format that. 
okay, we know Jedi Fallen Order is going to be there, but Skate 4 might be right around the corner. Yeah. With You know what I'm saying? It's like there's always the chance. And with EA, it's it's not likely. You yeah. know, we're, we're often disappointed. What, a, what an easy win. But Why not fucking right. Road but, Rash and Skate 4 and we'd all be like, you know what, it's forgiven. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry Everything's about it. forgiven. <laughs> but I feel like every once in a while there is a genuine surprise from EA where you're like, oh, shit, like uh, a way out. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that happened. It's like, oh, this looks cool. Or uh, um, it's not called Yarny. Unraveled. Like, ah, things yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, we don't, without a conference, you don't get those moments. Like, that's, sure, it's a that's different, fair. totally different experience. It's not that there's not news coming out of it, but a press conference means something. And it, it means. You want that hype. It's, it's hype. It surprises. It's, it's, I don't know. It kind of gives uh, gravitas to these games that otherwise are just a headline you see on a blog roll somewhere. Okay. Tim, yeah, it's time to squat up, and this is one of a different color. Of course, normally on squat up, you write into patreoncom games. You give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. However, it's a bit different today. Krajuki writes in and says, "Can we all squat up today, May seventh, and wish a happy birthday to Snowbike Mike, a paragon of the kind of funny best friends? His stream is an awesome spot for KFBFs to chill and get to know one another. Why, of course, we love." Snowbike Mike. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. He was our uh, shot caller introer for Kind of Funny Prom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, of course, is part of Greg Miller Industries. He's been in here. He's hosted this very show, Kind of Funny Games Daily. Him and Cheeks Jr. Rest in peace, Cheeks. R.I.P. Yeah. Future proof. It's future proofing. Yeah. Okay. Just in case. Just in case. We never know when Cheeks is going to pass. Uh, happy so yeah, birthday, Mike. Happy we birthday, love Snowbike you. Mike. Everybody hit up Snowbike Mike. You can find him everywhere. Go do his Twitch stream. Find him on the internet. Pug life, baby. Pug life, yeah. He makes good shirts. I want that splash to shirt. Dude, the, the Nerf Alice one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. looks amazing. Tim. Yes. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screwed up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, mm-hmm. roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Lord of Pwn points out that the SAG after picket lines occurred at EA, WB, and Insomniac. Thank you very much for clarifying. Uh, nanobiologist says a board of directors is usually associated with a publicly traded company to weigh, op- uh, weigh opinion of the stockholders and the heads of the company to keep the stock and the company valuable. Uh, I don't have an answer for that one. Game Jumper X says clarification needed. Is EA access one fee for both Xbox and PlayStation, or are there going to be separate subscription fees? I'm sure I would separate. imagine separate subscriptions. I, maybe not though. Because yeah, is Xbox and PC it's one thing, right? I'm not sure on that one actually. That's a yeah. great question. I didn't see anybody talking about that in their articles today. Uh somebody get to the bottom of that. If you can you're wrong me before we get out of the show, I'll let you know. Uh oh, here we go. This, Tommy Boy gets it. Uh says missed out today. Descenders is out today on Xbox One and is available with Xbox Game Pass. New dates from Dust and Costume Quest added to Xbox backwards compatibility program. Thank you. Um, nanobiologist says separate subscriptions cool i assume that's the real nanobiologist we can trust him if you didn't know ladies and gentlemen this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday in a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show patreon.com slash kind of funny games watch live twitch.tv slash kind of funny games watch later youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh roosterteeth.com podcast services around the globe tomorrow Fran Mirabella III is joining me to talk to you on a lovely Widow Wednesday. (laughs) But until then, it's been our pleasure to serve you.